So what if you jumped headfirst into a series of passive income experiments, knowing that you had a lot to learn, but also trusted yourself to figure it out along the way? Well, that's why we're here today. And I am your co-host, Tracy. And I'm your co-host, Rain. And we are the What If Project podcast. We want to welcome you today and invite you along on this amazing journey that we are embarking on. We are going to be talking about all kinds of things and lessons learned, and you are invited to learn with us in real time. And feel free to journey along with us as we share everything there is to know or everything that we've learned along the way. Nothing is off limits and we're not holding anything back as we chat about the what if project, our experiments and the passive income projects that are supporting it. We'll tell you all about our progress, the challenges, the dragon slayed, success strategies or failed successes and lessons learned along the way. So Rain, are you ready to jump into episode four? I am ready to jump right in, Tracy, let's go. Yay. Well, (laughs) before we get too far into this uh, episode today, we finished our episode three with a little bit of trivia. And so today we're going to start with some trivia. Yay. Although (laughs) it it feels a little unfair because so far I have been on the hot seat. So next time Tracy's going on the hot seat a little bit. Yikes. This is so much fun though. We love games and it fits in our branding. And so we're very intentional about our brand and fun and games and having a good time and all things 1990s. (laughs) So this is from my 1990s, a decade of trivia card game that I picked up. I was going to say TJ Maxx, but it doesn't have a TJ Maxx sticker on it. So I'm not sure where it came from. (laughs) It's just materialized. But if I had to guess, I would say TJ Maxx because I'm not sure where else I would have bought it from. Gotcha. I don't go anywhere else. (laughs) All right. So trivia. Trivia. This is uh, question number one. What purple dinosaur graced children's television during the 90s? Barney. I love you. You love me. Oh, no, 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 no. That's as bad as like Baby Shark. (laughs) (laughs) Did your your kids watch Barney? No, thank the Lord. I kind of figured so my oldest did. So Mm -hmm. like that was kind of at the tail end of Barney. Yeah, no, we missed Barney. And for that every day, I really do say a little (laughs) subconscious note of thanks. Thank you, universe. (laughs) You've done a lot, but you didn't do that. So thank you, universe. All right. Number two, what game came bundled with the original Game Boy? Uh, Tetris? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. So I never had my own Game Boy, but Jennifer had one Uh and we were supposed to share it. But I think the only game we ever had was Tetris. That's the only game I ever remember playing. So we had a Game Boy because my grandmother won it at like some sort of church event. I don't even know how. But anyway, so we ended up with this Game Boy and there were two games and one was Tetris that came with it. And then the other one was the one with a doctor and it was like these pills or something. The pills you had to flip around and it was like early like bejeweled blitz or something because you had to match the colors. But I don't remember the name of that game, which is why I went with Tetris. (laughs) I, I don't know that one either. It was definitely Tetris. I learned how to 
pack a minivan based mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. Tetris. So thank you, Tetris. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nintendo, because you taught me so mm -hmm. much. And I can pack a box or a car like nobody's business because of Tetris. Right. Yeah. With life skills. All right. Number three, who drove the magic school bus? I don't know. Uh, I know nothing about the magic school bus. What? Okay. Nothing. Well, that's a little bit sad. And I feel like we're going to have to get you educated <laughs> on the magic school bus. That I might do not be know. In, I, your, no. in your Christmas presents this year. Gotcha. I, I mean, I, I've seen the magic school bus. I recognize the magic school bus, but I, I never participated with it. The best teacher of all time. And her name was Miss Frizzle. Mm hmm. Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle. And she wore the most okay. outlandish outfits. And I feel like you would, you would love them. You would just be like, I love this lady. <laughs> and then she kind of rode the hot mess express as well. She was, okay. she was fabulous. All right. So two more real fast. In okay. 1999, who had the biggest selling album ever as a teenage artist? And if you don't know, I could give you a little audio hint. In 1999. So I'm going female, single female artist. Yes. Uh, was it Britney? It was Britney Spears. It's Britney. Oops. I it was Britney. Again. You played with my heart. All right. Uh, I will stop singing, you know. I have a I have a real love for Britney. I'm super sad about the things that she has really struggled with or whatever. And I feel like as a culture, we have probably done that to her, which makes me even more sad. But I do love her. And I am really hopeful that she is on a path that is going to be positive and healthy for her. Absolutely. I'm glad she's free. Me too. There's certain people in your life who are supposed to protect you and mm -hmm. who are supposed to make sure you feel secure and safe no matter what. And I just mm -hmm. feel like there's probably a lot of different people in her life who have let her down in that capacity. And for that, mm -hmm. I'm just so sorry because that's that's not the way it's supposed to be. Your, your tribe is supposed to protect yeah. you fiercely. So, yes. We love you, Brittany. Yes, we do. And my my nine year old daughter loves Brittany, like loves Brittany Spears. So, yeah, my girls do too. She's intergenerational, clearly, because my girls love her. She's like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final question, and this is very appropriate and leads into our objective of this podcast. What wizard first hit the bookshelves in 1998? Was it Mr. Harry Potter? It was. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. I love Harry Potter. I, I know. And I, I am a new lover of Harry Potter, a newer fan. Uh, my love hasn't been around since the 90s. It's really more recent. But that nicely lines us up with our overall arcing objective for today which is this podcast is going to cover a lot of ground like all of our podcasts have so far but we're really <laughs> the meat of it is going to focus on how we are kind of prepping for december and prepping mm -hmm. for some time that rain is going to be away for a work slash vacation trip where she may or may not be visiting the wizarding world of harry potter Yes, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So excited. And I'm so glad you're excited. So based on some lessons learned from I just recently 
visited the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. and had overestimated my ability to get some <laughs> tasks and goals accomplished. <laughs> and so we've learned from that experience. We want Rain to be able to really enjoy and lay back and just enjoy her family and chill. So later on, we're going to talk about some of the things that Rain will be doing, but they're going to be a little bit lighter in nature and things that are very easy for her to get done, but still moving us forward at the same time. This episode should be airing on uh, December 2nd, which is is timely. And, and I don't know if all of our episodes moving forward will always be time sensitive, but since we are learning in real time, this one is. And so as we approach the month of December, and today just happens to be the day after Thanksgiving, which is also known as Black Friday or Black Friday. What, what was that? <laughs> so I want Rain to tell you, tell, me, tell, me, tell me what you called it. I, I call it the consumer orgy that is Black Friday. <laughs> That's what I call it. Oh, I got so tickled at that. So, and I agree. It's it's just, it's kind of gross. Like it is kind of gross, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's To me, it just feels a little wrong. I'm all about getting a good deal and I like to go out and go shopping. I enjoy going out and going shopping with my friends. All of that makes a lot of sense to me, but I don't know, Tracy, sometimes I have like a, a level of resistance to things that I can't really articulate and Black Friday falls into that category for me. I don't like it. I don't want to participate in it. It feels, it kind of feels predatory in a way. And maybe we are getting advantaged by it also because we're getting good deals and everything. But at the same time, I still sort of feel like it's not in my best interests. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of where I am on Black Friday. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've definitely have attended my fair share of Black Friday events over the course of my adulthood. And especially the years where money was tight and we couldn't afford things. And I knew I could get, you know, some toys or something when the kids were younger. Please nobody take offense to any of that if you're out or went Black Friday shopping. Because if you haven't learned already on the What If podcast, you do you. There is no shame in, in that game. For sure. But, you know, that's, it's just not something that I want to participate in. Now you get me involved on a little bit of a Cyber Monday. I might be a little bit more excited about that. But I, in general, just don't like lots and lots of crowds anymore. It doesn't give me warm fuzzies. One of the things that I would have the tendency to do is buy stuff just because it was a good price, but not necessarily because it was like a thoughtful gift. I really want to be intentional with buying presents or even things for myself. Mm. I just don't want to be like, oh my gosh, I have to have this brand new air fryer because it's only $49.99. Right. So when I'm talking about it just doesn't feel right to me, I really mean from the position of, I feel like the stores are taking advantage of me. The stores know what consumer behavior looks like. They understand the psyche of the buyer, all of that stuff. And so I feel like I'm propelled into a system that is not in my best interest. So I choose to avoid it for that reason. But yeah, I've been out and I've done it too and all of that. And there are real advantages to it. I just don't feel like it is really a positive when I look at my system overall. I would agree with that. And, and the system is set up to benefit the, the seller. That's who's benefiting. Mm-hmm. And it's a multi-million dollar industry of research mm-hmm. and buyer behavior, like you just said. So 
they know what they're doing they are not stupid whole entire departments nope, dedicated to that but you know who doesn't have access to all of those algorithms and buyer behaviors and research you know global and international research is the small business owner right mm-hmm. so right for sure one of the things that's really important to us and part of our some of our tent post for the what if project is really supporting small business but especially women in small business so <laughs> let's talk about our our last you said this earlier and i just love it we have always said our, our wednesday dates so that rain and i have a standing mm-hmm. date on wednesdays but you called it our wins date and i just love it so mm-hmm. tell everybody about our last yes. wednesday because that was your fabulous idea so Several weeks ago, I found this little store that's local to Tracy and I. We are, of course, in eastern North Carolina, and this store that we found happens to be in New Bern, North Carolina, which if you've ever been to New Bern, you know that it is full of just really adorable places to shop, lots of boutiques and fun things. But anyway, so I was searching for some really cute earrings is what I was after, and this store popped up in my search. I hadn't even walked into the showroom and I pulled up and I parked my car and I was like, okay, Tracy and I are totally coming back here because this (laughs) is just completely perfect. So I went in and it was just like bright and colorful and just like you walk in and it's happy and it's fun and everybody is smiling. And I'm fairly sure I saw at least one lady in there who had to have been named Melissa. It was just super, super fun. Uh, But the name of the store is Audra Styles. And so for our Wednesday date this week, I was like, okay, Tracy, we need to go. You have to see this place. We have to go in there. And so we did. We went in and Tracy also was, I'm speaking for you now, so you're welcome. But I'm just going to let everybody know that you really loved it also. And I did. I totally <laughs> did. you did. love it? If you haven't seen our branding yet, it's bright and colorful and rainbow-like. And so it always makes me smile. And then so entering into that store, I literally was just smiling from ear to ear. It was just so on brand for us. So it made me very happy. Yes. We did some shopping. So we did both purchase some items from the store and we were very excited about it. And the lady was super nice. We actually went in. It was very close to closing time, like 10 minutes to closing time. And she stayed open and let us browse. She didn't rush us or anything. And she probably stayed open another 15 or 20 minutes past closing time. But again, that's the nice thing about small businesses, right? They want you to be there. There's nobody that's generally rushing you out the door. They want to build that customer relationship because it's mutually beneficial. She let us take some fun pictures, which we've actually put up on our Instagram and our Facebook stuff and tagged them. But anyway, so it sort of led to this idea and this conversation uh, that Tracy and I had a little bit earlier today before we started recording. One of the things that we are intentional about is supporting small business. One of the things we are intentional about is supporting women, uh, women entrepreneurs, those sorts of things. So what we are going to do is we are going to be super intentional about finding a space to go into. We want to browse. We want to buy and we want to promote because we want to support actively, intentionally, consciously these ideas and these ideals that are important to us. We want to build the good, we want to be the good. And so that is going to be part of our Wednesday moving forward. And I personally am really excited about it. I'm really excited about it as well. I'm also excited to, especially because we're turning the corner from 
November into December, which means my own personal buying habits are going to be ramping up to be buying Christmas gifts. And I would love to be intentional that a lot of that can come from a a small business source versus a big box store. Yes, I completely agree, Tracy. Awesome. So, and and then what the other thing is, this is going to be helping Melissa, who, if you didn't listen to episode three, Melissa is our partner in crime. She is our brand persona. She is our target audience, the person that we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can hear all about mm-hmm. Melissa and who she is. But if you hear us reference Melissa today, that's her. And I think because she's enough like us that she's also going to want to have it stay top of mind to shop as much small business and support. Mm-hmm. And that might be, look like supporting an Etsy shop. Rain had recently bought some really cute macrame from Etsy. So it might be something like that, or it may be something local that mm-hmm. uh, is to Melissa or asking her friends on Facebook or Instagram and saying, Hey, spam me with all your favorite local women-owned small businesses and getting some great ideas yes so the etsy shop that i bought from because i loved it she's got some really super cute stuff but the name of that shop is meg's modern macrame and she has some super adorable rainbows and gnomes so i couldn't resist i bought a couple of the christmas gnomes because i'm going to put a couple on my tree and i passed one along to tracy because i thought that tracy also clearly needed my influence on her christmas tree so <laughs> i got her the little yellow hatted gnome because he's adorable he is adorable and he, i don't have my tree up yet so he's actually hanging on my cabinet in my dining room he's so cute and my daughter loved it too she's like this is so cute so i love it oh good all right so we're all about supporting small business and especially small business or women entrepreneurs and we hope that you will as well. Well, let's change gears a little bit and let's move on to the next segment of our beautiful experiment called the What If Project. And let's dive into our experimental details and our business development segment. Rain is going to be talking to us about a few things under the business development, because like I said, she is prepping to go out of town literally as we speak maybe not as we speak because she's being really dedicated to this space right now but within an hour or so she's going to be changing gears <laughs> switching gears to get her family ready to go out of town so Rain, what are your plans in the business development side to keep us moving forward in a way that is going to work for the time and the space that you have available to you over the next week Not only will I be switching or changing gears here shortly, but I'm also going to be changing clothes because I got up. I'm still in my PJs and I'm drinking my coffee and we are recording this podcast because, yes, it is very important to me and I did want to prioritize it. And Tracy was gracious enough because we had initially said, let's do it in the afternoon. And she said, you know what, Rain, let me get some coffee in me. And yes, I would be happy to sit down at my microphone also so that we can make this work. Thank you, Tracy, for that. I am definitely planning to swing hard in sort of the opposite direction because I did watch Tracy struggle to meet some of the deadlines that we had set up. It ended up making her sort of feel very fractured in a way that I think was super unfair. So I want to take that 
as a lesson and say, okay, I am going to just, I'm going to do everything that I can to get myself prepped. I do have some items that I am going to commit to while I'm on the road, but those, there's going to be some flexibility in that. Tracy has agreed to help support me in that way. And then that way, when I'm with my family, I can be completely focused on my family. I am also going to be going down there to go into my office space and meet with my coworkers. And I'm going to be able to be completely focused on that as well. So my plan while I'm gone, as far as the What If Project, the podcast, and the overall back-end business, is one of the things that we're talking about is we need to start figuring out how to be a little bit more conscientious about promoting our podcast. We have put the information out there to our friends and local families. We have put it on our Instagram, we have put it on our Facebook, but those things are still building also. We don't have a we don't have a ton of audience there yet, at least not committed audience, reliable audience. So how do we take the next step to start building awareness of what it is that we're doing through the podcast? I know that Captivate does have some promotional tools and some audience attention getting, you know, widgets or whatever. I don't know what those are. I have never looked into them. So part of what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be looking at that and seeing how Captivate, this tool that we already have, can help us. I'm sure that there's something there. I just don't know what that looks like yet. I'm going to also do some other research because I'm going to be in the car. My husband's going to be driving or we'll be taking turns, I'm sure, but I'll be riding for some of it. So I'm going to do some research, like what are some best methods? What are some ideas? And I'm going to collect those. So I'll be ready to talk about those next week. So that's what I'll be doing sort of on the podcast side of things. I don't have a clear strategy yet because let's face it, we have yet to come up with a clear strategy moving forward. We sort of like ballpark it and say, this is what our idea is. So this is how we're going to go. As far as what else I can do, though, we're also starting to build out our Pinterest strategy. That was the next step after we got our Etsy developed up and running or whatnot. And so Tracy has a lot of ideas, but one of the things we need to do is build our boards. So that's something that I can do while I'm in the car. I can just look for the categories and start uh, pinning some things that match those boards. And then Tracy, you are going to talk to us about the pin strategy that we are using as far as the creation of the content that's going to support the What If Project and the products that we have built ourselves. So Pinterest is obviously an amazing tool to use for uh product development, especially when you can present it in a way that's relatable, you know, that's anything kind of crafty and fun. I mean, Pinterest can be used in so many ways, but for our purposes, it really works for not necessarily for the podcast, although I think eventually it could, but what we mean by Pinterest initially is how it relates to our Etsy shop and the printable products that are going to go in there. That's part of our variable, right? So the, the printables, the experiment of the passive income portion that's living on Etsy right now as these printables. As we talked about in the last episode, the ones that we got done first were Thanksgiving and we will talk about being a little late to that game here in a few more minutes. We'll just talk about about Pinterest right now, but we did get some pens created and we did get them on our board. And then we did try to promote one of those as an ad. So one of the things that we realized that we still need to do a little bit more research on is the actual ad space in Pinterest. 
from what it looks like on the outside, it very much reminds me of Facebook in that you can boost a post or you can go in the back end and create an ad. But I don't know that for sure yet, but that's kind of where my leaning is based on just this one experience of being able to promote a pen that was already existing, which we did do. It was, again, a little bit late to the game, but we decided that it was worth the investment as an experiment. We mutually agreed that we would put $10 behind it for a one-day promotion that was right before Thanksgiving. And I just looked at that ad or that promotion right before we got ready to to push play on the podcast. So of of the $10, only $5.12 was spent. Of that money, it gave us 419 impressions, eight pen clicks, and one save. So in the grand scheme of things, my reaction is that it's probably not enough data to really understand if this sort of ad is going to work or not. I think that it probably would need to run over 10 days or so to really understand the full scope of how far this could reach. And obviously, like I already said, we fully acknowledge and went into it knowing it was really last minute, but I think it was $5 well spent because we've learned a little bit from that. We did not have any sales off of that, but we also did it later in the day than we were hoping to do it too for the product, right? Did you, did you mention that? I did not. So that day in particular, I had attended a funeral and got back and then right, it was our Wednesday. And so it was really at the tail end of that Wednesday that we said we, <laughs> we could find a place that where we could sit down together that wasn't in my car and, and get our computer open, which we ended up at the grocery store. So just FYI, if you live in a, <laughs> if you live in a bit of a rural community like we do, and for whatever reason, places just cannot seem to stay open past 9 p.m. Maybe you have a nice grocery store that has a little like lunch counter or a Starbucks bar sort of thing, because that's where we ended up. We ended up at Harris Teeter at our local grocery store. Because <laughs> I also found out at 8.30 on Wednesday, as in the day before Thanksgiving, that my family was not going to be having Thanksgiving dinner because my nephew was sick. And so... <laughs> So we ended up at Harris Teeter at the grocery store. So A, I could buy some food for us for the next day for my family. And they had a little counter. I said, maybe we can just sit there at their counter, which did work out really nicely. We had a space to sit. So it was it was later in the evening. So that's why I'm thinking the next time we're able to do some Pinterest promotion or advertising that we will be able to do it for a longer run and be able to drip that content out over a longer period of time. We will also experiment with different kinds of pens and see if different colors generate better results than other colors, or if the way that we word things produce better results than other ways that things are worded or titles. So that's all part of the experiment and we will keep you updated. Pinterest is going to be a very intentional part of our Etsy strategy. And we haven't flushed out all those details, but Tracy was talking about having to create the graphics and all that for Etsy last time. And so because we're trying to work smarter, not harder, even though a lot of what we have done so far 
seems to be harder rather than smarter, but we're getting there. Uh, but one of the things that we're going to do is as part of when we're building out our Etsy stuff, we're also going to be building out our Pinterest stuff, even though they're going to different places and they have two different sort of systems and, and they land in different ways. We want to create a product and then deliver it in as robust a way as we possibly can at the same time, rather than sort of like bouncing back and forth. We're going to drop in on it this way, drop in on it this way, drop in on it this way. So I did want to say that too. Yes. And so moving into this next week, as we develop our next set of printables and as we get everything ready for the next upload to the Etsy shop is we will be creating at least a first draft of a standard operating procedure or an SOP of, of how that we will proceed so that it's mutually standardized. So that way, if we do throw a variable in the mix, we can easily identify the variable versus well rain's doing it one whole di different way and i'm doing it a completely different way and then if you throw a variable you don't really know where the variable is which kind of back to a science experiment that's why it's a standardized procedure and then that's why you have the variables so we're going to be working on that and what i'll do is i'll just i'm going to take some really detailed notes as i work through the first things that are going to go back up on to the etsy shop for this next round of printables which is going to be christmas i'm super excited about that and we will come up with a plan and then rain and i will compare notes on that then go from first draft to probably a second draft and then probably work through it some more and then land on a, a final draft of, of this is what works best for us to keep it as standardized as possible and then i think that's kind of it on the de business development side other than we did have a, a little discussion earlier about etsy and how we share that in our personal spaces so for me, I don't mind, and I actually enjoy sharing what we're up to on this side and, and sharing our Etsy shop or links to there or our Facebook page on my personal profile, as long as that's not the only thing that I'm sharing. I definitely don't wanna be spammy with it. I wanna make sure I'm putting other things out there on Facebook. It's not just all the what if project because I don't wanna see that on anybody else's profile either. And so I did share our Etsy link over onto my personal profile on Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. And then Rain made a different decision. Yes, I did. Sometimes I just have this feeling and it doesn't feel right to me. And I can't even always articulate why it is that I'm resistant to something or I don't wanna do it. But I have learned to sort of trust my gut. I did not really feel comfortable sharing our Etsy link for the buyable printables on my personal Facebook profile page. It may be because I have become over the last, you know, several years incredibly, gosh, I don't even know what the right word is. I've, I've become incredibly strict on myself. I think about the kind of content that I share and I've worked really hard to keep it vanilla and benign and you know i don't even know tracy i'm i'm seriously struggling to identify why it is that i feel the way that, that i do but i feel like it's an ask from my friends in a way that i do want them to support us i do think that they would support us but i don't feel comfortable saying hey will you come buy my stuff maybe it's just my sort of nature of 
hey rain <laughs> don't make too much noise don't distract people from what they're doing you know i do feel like it's something that i will be able to work through and work on but no i did not share the link on our etsy page and maybe the other thing tracy for me maybe it was the timing as well maybe if it had been like a week out and i had said hey guys we are selling these printables while you're planning your events if you like to play games check this out maybe it was because it was so close and i'm thinking okay everybody's doing last minute preparations and everything and then maybe throwing that into the mix for me I, it wouldn't feel like the right time to sort of do that it wasn't like I was sort of on the fence and I thought, well, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. And then I just didn't do it. I really thought to myself, no, I don't feel like this is the right moment or the right time or the right way. Yeah, and I think that the the really important part of that is that as, as part of this experiment, and even if it was an experiment, mm -hmm. even if we had every little detail pre-planned out, you, ha you still have to follow mm -hmm. your gut. Now, if your gut is constantly 100% mm -hmm. saying like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, then that might be a red flag. But this is a little bit different. This particular thing doesn't feel right and doesn't set well. And I think one of the great things about mine and Rain's partnership and our relationship is that that's totally okay. And then, and at the same time, we trust each other. So she trusts me if I wanna go ahead and put it out there, then that's fine. And I trust her that if she says, eh, this is not right for me for right now, and that's mm -hmm. a thousand percent okay because i don't want her to feel like this isn't right and now i feel icky because of this and vice versa i did share it in a if you're looking for some last minute because it was definitely last minute so if you're looking for some last minute fun to add to your thanksgiving gathering check this out and by the way me and ray did this i was like super excited on the other end of that is <laughs> So, and I don't know why is nobody saw it. It was, it's just the crazy part. Just nobody interacted with it. So I even was really intentional to make sure it was kind of earlier in the day. I did feel a little twinge of disappointment right then and there, but at the same time, I don't regret it. I'm glad that I did it because there's always that kind of hesitancy in me, like a little bit of fear that wants to creep in. But it, my feeling was different than rain. So I'm not saying anything about that. What I'm saying is for me, it was like a, a twinge of more of rejection that I didn't want to be rejected. Um, and it didn't have mm -hmm. great results. Forget about that, just go for it. Um, had the opportunity to get disappointed over the lack of participation or thumbs or hearts. But I, I didn't. I was like, this is just part of the experiment. And we talked about this a little bit last time. There's this space and opportunity for failing successfully. There are successful mm -hmm. failures. And while I don't really consider this a failure, it wasn't necessarily a glamorous success, but we did it nonetheless. And we learned from it. I'm really glad also that you talked about we're doing what's right for us and we trust each other because I think that is really important. And so I do want to circle back to something that Tracy said. I'm circling back. I'm circling back. I want to circle back to something that Tracy said earlier, which was talking about this is the way that I feel about this. And this is the way that Tracy feels about whatever. And so everything is valid as far as that scope is. And Tracy said it best earlier when she said, you do you. 
And that is exactly what she and I are intending to do through the What If Project. We are each doing us, the things that are important to us overlap and that we can support each other in and build each other up through and really sort of make exponentially better because of the ways that we intersect and then don't intersect. But what we're trying to do first and foremost is do the things that feel right to us without worrying about how it's going to land or be perceived outside of us because we can't control any of that. We can only control what we do. We can only control our attitudes about it. We can only control our actions moving through it. That is something that is a little bit of a struggle for me. And I know that Tracy has talked about it sometimes too, being a little bit of a struggle for her. And she just did, right? She's talking about the fear. You have to kind of face that fear and push through that fear and all of that. But I think by being true to this feels icky, this feels right, this feels you know not right. Tracy and I do believe in our instincts that way. We do trust our guts that way. And that has been really the secret sauce to the experimentation part of it all along, because we really are talking about a lot of times we make decisions based on what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I don't think that that's right, but I don't think that's right. Okay, well, let's find a way to get to the place where we both feel like that's right. And sometimes our strategies are divergent as we work through the individual parts of this thing, but working the business plan as you know, much of a plan as we have, which is just let's figure this out. That has been very much a fly by the seat of our pants endeavor. Right. And to take that a step further, and maybe it's just because of where we are in life. And I think the sooner anybody can learn this, and it's definitely still part of a learning process, is realizing what's talking to you. Is it my ego talking? Is my ego the one who doesn't want me to go do this thing because I might not get the, the thumbs up or the likes, the hearts that I was hoping for? Or is this really a traumatic past experience speaking and rearing its head up because it doesn't want to go back through something like that again or is this just my gut and it's i don't really know exactly why but i feel it in my gut and i'm going to trust this thing so you have to like really stop and think where is this coming from whether it's a strong resistance or even a, sometimes a strong push forward because sometimes that strong push forward could just be as productive or damaging at the same time. And then there's Melissa. And Good so, points. you know, Melissa mm -hmm. is going through the same things at the same time that we are, whether it's in her personal space, whether it's professionally starting a, a small business or working her nine to five, raising her family, like all us ladies are in this together. Yes. I mean, I guess there could be somebody who has it all figured out and they're fine. They always make the right decisions at exactly the right time. <laughs> Call, Call <us>. me. <laughs> Call me, magical person. Yes. We have learned a lot of lessons, but one thing we have not learned is how to get our reels on Instagram. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I am. No, we haven't. We haven't learned it at all. And Instagram doesn't want us to learn. Instagram is rejecting us, I think, I at this know. point, intentionally. So that is making us <laughs> super sad. Um, but Rain did produce this beautiful carousel. It was our first carousel on Instagram. you have anything you want to talk about about that? 
So yeah, I will talk about that for a second, Tracy. So there are a couple of different ways that I've seen the carousels done. Some of them, they just seem to take the same square and repeat it over and over and over again, and then they'll change the content. So when you swipe it, you're looking at the same graphical image. And so you know it's part of the set because it continues through that way. And then I've seen these that I really was more attracted to visually, which where it seems like as you're swiping, there's something about the continuity of the image that continues, even though the content changes, the image sort of flows through in a different sort of way. So that was what I wanted to try to figure out how to do. And I did, I watched a YouTube video. Thank you, YouTube, YouTube. (laughs) I appreciate you, but I watched a YouTube video and there was a lady on there who was doing something similar. And so she gave me the idea of two different things. So the first thing that she gave me the idea to do was to set an Instagram square as 1080 by 1080 pixels. And so she said what she does is she'll figure out how long, how many squares she wants her carousel to be. And she'll create a custom image size in Canva, which is our, our tool of choice as well. And what she'll do is she'll say, okay, if I want five frames in my carousel, five squares in my carousel, I'll take that 1080 number and I'll times it by five, which in this case is 5,400. And I'll create a custom image size of 5,400 pixels wide by 1080 tall. And then I'll create my graphic across that space. What makes the, the image flow through is then you can put all of the graphical content on that long 5400 pixel wide singular design and then you go through and you just kind of pull your little margins over and you stick it at 1080 and then whatever 1080 plus 1080 is and then another 1080 on that so you end up kind of splitting your frames on your screen that you can work with but at the end those are just artificial they sort of go away So I designed it, I put a rainbow background just to sort of test and play with it and did the little content. And then there's a tool on the internet that you can go and use and it's called pinetools.com. And if you go to pinetools.com, it was free, but I was able to load after I finished the, the big graphic, I downloaded it from Canva and I took it over to this online tool and I uploaded it there. And I told it, okay, now I want you to split my graphic into five equal segments. And then I want those, those PNGs back. And so split it horizontally. It did it. It just chop, 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 chop. And then I pulled those five individual PNGs back out. I re-uploaded them into Canva. And then we had a carousel that was designed as one piece. So all the graphical content flowed through but we uploaded it as the five individual squares. So when you swipe it, there's sort of a rainbow continuity in the color, and then the content was whatever we wanted it to be. I just think it was a prettier, more polished look. It it looked like it took a lot more effort, and it did take some effort, but I didn't think super labor-intensive. And the other part of that, because once I put it on Facebook, I. I did not put it on Facebook as a carousel. On Facebook, it's just individual blocks, right? So they're not layered one after the other Mm -hmm. behind each other. They're actual individual blocks. And because Mm -hmm. they're not the exact same background on each one, it actually looks visually really pretty because you can actually see kind of the rainbow as it lays out. I'm excited that you learned a new tool though. That's really fun too. 
because I don't know that tool. Yes. And so there were other things that you could do on that tool. Also, it wasn't just split something. You could also combine images over there. It looked like I didn't explore the pinetools.com. I only did what I was looking for. Pine like the tree? Yes. Pine tools. Mm -hmm. Pinetools.com. Okay. So we talked about Thanksgiving printables and our success or our successful failure in that department. But here's the great thing about our Thanksgiving printables that we did is we're already ahead of the game for next year. So yay us, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Correct. Which, which I think is awesome. We didn't have any sales outside of Rain and I each did purchases so, so we could each go through the buying process, which I think was a great experiment for both of us. And we had conversation about that but it's done for next year. So next year, and that's the point, right? To cons be consistent. And we know that if we can get to this point next year, that we will definitely be successful because that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take consistency. We roll around to Thanksgiving 2022, the work's already done. We just have to repost it. It's super easy. And I'm excited about that. Right. Maybe refresh it a little bit just based on what it looks like and where we are. Maybe we'll update some graphics or something, but I agree with you, Tracy. That is the nice part, right? Is that the bulk of the work is totally done for us already. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. But the bulk of our next project slash variable is not done. And that is our Christmas printables. We have decided to do 10 games so very similar to what we did for thanksgiving not the exact same 10 games there will be a little bit of difference and rain and i have a shared note on our iphones that we are sharing back and forth uh, so we can both see it we can both update it i jotted down some ideas and she jotted down some ideas so we can know what the other one is doing without having to interrupt the other one so she has a spur of the moment idea to do some crossword puzzle, then I will be able to just look on the list and it'll be there and be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to do a crossword puzzle then. So that's worked really well thus far, but we have to get through those at a quicker pace than what we did the Thanksgiving one. And I think what we've decided to do is go ahead and pick a date of when we want to definitely go ahead and see those all the way through to completion on Etsy with the first set of pens dropped out. Rain, do you have mm -hmm. an, a feeling or an idea of what that date should be? So my plan is to have my content done. It's gotta be done by tomorrow because I'm really trying not to, I am gonna bring my computer with me, but I'm trying not to have to rely on my computer because I'm also having like some Wi-Fi. <laughs> I told you my phone isn't working as a hotspot because my Verizon plan doesn't support it now and I can add it and I don't know. It's just, it's that kind of stuff right now. But my intention is to try to get my stuff done by tomorrow so it'll be available to put on etsy but you know we haven't had the opportunity to go together i haven't seen your etsy process i know nothing about the best practices or any of that so i'm sort of thinking that you're going to be taking the lead on that again which feels kind of icky to me if i'm trusting my gut because then it feels like okay well here you are again doing all of this work on this stuff that's supposed to be uh, a team project well i don't think that that's Icky, I, I think that's just the way that it's landing and it's totally fine. I don't have mine done, nor do I 
think I can probably have them done late today or tomorrow, but I could try. And Mm -hmm. then what the next step would be is because they all have to be finished. And then if we stick with our SOP, similar to what Mm -hmm. we did before, is then print those out, exchange them, which we might not print them out. We may just have to look at them virtually, or you may have to look at them virtually. Proof mine over, I'll proof yours over. Do the instructions for those. You put those all together, and then I can go for the next steps from there. Then what we can do is once you're back and settled back in is that then we could go over and then let's do the one that we do together. And I kind of, you know, take you through step by step or we sit down step by step and do it together. Let's do a single one for that, because I feel like even me trying to explain like the multi layers of of 10 game printable is a lot and it would be easier for me to take you step by step through one that's just a single page and then we can start dividing well and you know what i didn't consider tracy we're not at the same level of time sensitivity as we were when we did our thanksgiving printables we actually do have a few weeks that yeah they're starting to think about it but now that melissa's probably at the stage where she's like i want to play some games looking at the kinds of games that she might want to play but i don't think she's probably ready to to click the purchase button yet i i agree and i'm looking at my calendar now and i'm thinking that i i could have a whole week to get there but if i could have our the games and so full Mm -hmm. disclosure we do have some other printables that will go up Mm -hmm. as well and those Mm -hmm. can kind of go up any time but i think if we had the games up say by maybe the six, which gives me a little more than a week, which feels good. Like that feels pretty comfortable to me. Then we probably haven't missed out on too many opportunities like sales related or people getting together for holiday parties and those kinds of things. If we could get it out sooner, great. But if not, it's not a crisis either. I think for me, that would be a pretty good goal is by the sixth. So you kind of know my schedule. You tell me I am going to have my games done, hopefully before I leave. If you just say, hey, Rain, I really need you to do this. You know, if you just tell me then I will, of course, I will do my best. Yep. I think the biggest thing is I will need somebody to put their eyes on my stuff because I have access to yours. So if I did find a mistake or something that needs to be fixed, I have the ability to go fix it myself. But I, what I can't do is put a second set of eyes on my own stuff. So that would be the biggest thing for me, which I know would take some time, but hopefully that's a, a project you could do from your phone in you know, I could. Few, some spare time mm-hmm. if you were to have. Yeah, it. totally. If not, yeah, no, totally. I mean, I might have to call Melissa and see if Melissa can help me out. <laughs> she would. I'm, I feel like she's an excellent proofreader. I, I definitely think she is. She's a little bit of a perfectionist in that way. <laughs> I would trust her explicitly. So that's our game plan with the printables for the Christmas shop. Not all, not all of the printables. This is just exclusive to the, the games. And we have some really cute oh, kind of wall art or... Um, and if you want to put it in the front of a notebook or kind of your holiday planner and we have some other ideas as well for goal setting and to-do list and and wish list kind of things that we want to produce as well those would all be bonuses but most of those will work as single page which would be a lot easier to get produced and put up onto the etsy shop 
So that's kind of would mm-hmm. be the next step after the games because the games is my definitely definitely more intensive. So I'd rather get that done early and then go ahead and slowly get the other ones out. Because here's what I know is not going to happen. December is not going to suddenly going to get less busy. <laughs> so, yes. For, yes. For, 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 that's true. Especially, especially you, but not me either. We each have commitments and kids stuff and work stuff, husband stuff, community stuff. So December is not typically the month to uh, try to get a whole lot done, but, uh, <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. Which yeah, kind of that sums up where we are as far as our variables are concerned. We already went through talking about our successful fail of our Thanksgiving printable, which I think we're both really happy with where we've landed for that. Yes. Which then leads us into kind of our summary and our next steps segment of today's podcast. So, one of the things that I am going to be learning this week. And uh, a quick pass or fail format, sink or swim, <laughs> is Descript because this this episode we've Rain and I have dev- devised a plan. We again we mentioned that in episode three, and, and we wrote down a calendar of recording and producing, and then assigned who had which podcast. And we did mm-hmm. that because it it is a singular activity. We could sit down and do it side by side, but Rain obviously led the charge with getting. Descript and Captivate set up and has produced all four of our first episodes. So zero, one, two, and three. So I am going to be jumping in feet first and learning that this week. And then Rain, your next steps this week, you're going to be out of town. I am. Yes, I'm going to be out of town. I've made some extensive notes. I think, Tracy, you are going to be pleasantly surprised by the process that we have in place of taking our Zoom file, going into Descript, and then getting it into Captivate and publishing it from Captivate. I think you're going to find the editing process to be time consuming, but to not be too technically challenging. So I'm excited for you too. One of the things that we both are really trying to do is learn all of these things too. It's not just necessarily about doing them or just like sort of throwing it out there, but we're trying to learn these things. We're trying to get good at these things. We want to be good at the podcast. We want to be good at the printables. We want to be good at whatever is the next passive income experiment. So that's one of the reasons why we're trying to be intentional about going into spaces that we're not super great at yet and going into spaces that maybe we have some skill set but we know we've got a lot to learn i will more than likely be watching some youtube videos at some point (laughs) so i i'm going to be much more of a support role as far as activity but i am going to be continuing to do some education for our mutual benefit which is so important and i think when you get in the weeds of is probably not in the weeds if you're like in the actual like pulling the trigger on things so rapidly and the execution of these projects one of the things that so easily gets neglected is that research process and kind of the continuing education portion i see that in my professional life as well we have really good intentions to continue to educate and grow our craft and things like that but you're just so busy like pulling the trigger on all the ex- execution pieces that you don't ever get there, right? There's just not enough hours in the day. So I'm actually really excited that is 
what you're going to be doing this week. And I feel like it's a really important piece of the puzzle and that you will be able to come back and share those things with me because I won't have the time to do that this week. So I feel like that in and of itself is a very balanced plan and I'm excited about it. Yes, I agree. Me too. I'm also (laughs) excited by the fact that you have it written down and I have my notes written down. And one of the things that we both have acknowledged ourselves, and then we've also seen um, and heard in so many different ways over the years is how important it is to write down your goals. So we haven't mentioned this recently, but Rain and I launched a Goalvember challenge group at the 1st of November. Again, we were probably a little bit late to the curve on that one. Mm-hmm. So that is that has been a recurring thing that we're going to be nipping in the bud very quickly. But you know what? We executed those things knowing full well they were a little bit late to the party, but still willing to take that risk and use it as an experiment. And so the group was definitely that. And the group, we created some printables for that, which now we have that we can use later for our Etsy shop for the first of the year. And as people are you know, focusing on goal setting for the new year, and we started a little community. I, I do feel like it's kind of floundered a little bit. It's kind of um, just kind of putzed out a little bit. It's not super active, but we're on the tail end of it. But what it has done for us is it definitely gave us some accountability. And I am very excited when we get to our next recording, which we should be recording on December 1st, if all goes well. And then that will be exactly one month. So we'll be exactly one month out from our November 1st, November challenge date. And we can recap on what we were able to get accomplished in the month of November. And we wrote those down and have been tracking it. That'll be fun to look back on. You know, I was just sitting here and I was listening to you and I was thinking again, it has been a learning curve and we've been trying to put things into place because we knew that these were the right time for those things. The problem has been for us or the challenge has been for us that because we've only been dreaming this since August 11th, right? So, (laughs) and even between August 11th and, you know, our first Instagram post was October 25. So there were a couple of months even in that space where we were really sort of trying to ramp ourselves up, trying to figure out how are we going to fit this into our lives, trying to get the visioning right. We were circling, circling, circling in trying to figure out what it was that we were going to do. So keep that in mind too. I mean, as far as pushing play and going, it was that weekend before October 25th, whatever that was. And October 25th must have been a Monday. So that would have been October 21st would have been the Saturday that we sat out there at the creek and we spent the whole day figuring it out. What's our strategy going to be all of that. So even within the scope of just three and a half months, we're really talking about six weeks. So then we knew, okay, this was the right time. We should do this challenge group. We should do these printables because this is the time to have them out in the world. We just didn't have the prep time. So now we're sort of getting into this rhythm with our Christmas printables where they are going to be in place at the right time. And we have a few weeks to get ourselves in position to support them properly, which that is the the piece that was missing last time was 
the support of the products. Yes, ab- absolutely. And the time, to- and then the time to execute that support, which is an ongoing process, is not a one-time deal. But can you imagine, Tracy, if we had in the scope of everything else that we were trying to get set up, right? I mean, all of our business development stuff, all of that. Can you imagine if our, and I feel like our Facebook group was successful. I think it did do a lot of the things that we asked it to do. It kept us accountable. It gave us the opportunity to learn and experiment and to talk to our friends and tell our friends what we were doing and encourage them to come along with us and, and look at their goals. But can you imagine if it had been like wildfire successful. I mean, just the management of that in the scope of everything else that we had been doing would have been would have been a very hard thing to support from our position. Now, I think if we do a December group, if we were going to, we haven't even talked about it. I'm not saying let's do it. I'm just saying if it were <laughs> to happen, we would be in a better position because a lot of the other structural stuff that we had to get done has been done and we're not going to have to do it again now there's some real okay we're just sort of in the maintenance cycle on this now we can take on another like another energy intensive thing yeah and speaking of which i'm a hard pass on the december group but i am a yes (laughs) (laughs) i would be very interested in kicking off the new year with a goal-based group and doing something Mm -hmm. relatively similar and maybe go in that would give us plenty of time to advertise that and allow people mm-hmm. into the group do some like you know pre-work some the prerequisite kind of things or something mm-hmm. and allow people to join in mm-hmm. and maybe limit it to a certain number so that we can you know really make sure it's people who want to be there and then that can help project us launch us cannonball us into the the new year that would be something i would be interested in so we can talk about that later okay so let's see writing down our goals so i do want to mention this too before we close out for today yesterday we did not have family thanksgiving so i was home all day and i cleaned my desk which needed to buy two tickets for the hot mess express because it was that bad like it was really really bad so i literally spent hours cleaning up my desk and going through papers and all kinds of stuff and i came across a binder and it had a bunch of stuff. And one of the papers that I found was from five years ago and had a five-year plan. And I talked to Rain about that this morning, writing stuff down and creating a plan and maybe even in our own odd experimental way, come up with a five-year quote unquote plan for the what if project. Because <laughs> really it's a like trajectory goals, right? It's not like this is steps, how I'm going to get there. It's what your trajectory is. And I was really pleasantly surprised to realize that I actually have been hitting some of these goals. But the other thing that I did want to say, kind of more reference to the successful failures, is that person that was in my life and was a very big part of my life for for many years, used to say, if I had said something negative or kind of down a heart of myself, she would say, do not talk about my best friend that way. And it would completely shift and change my thought process it would just completely flip it inside out because at that point I was saying something negative about somebody that was really important to her, which was me. And so even working through some of these things that haven't necessarily been five-star successes, 
instead of being discouraging for hard on myself or us being hard on each other, it really has been filtering through that lens. And so I just want to encourage anybody listening now or in the future that like just write these things down, but also be really careful about what you speak verbally out loud about what you're doing or who you are or the way that you've done things because your words are so powerful. The words that you write and the words that you speak. Yes, Tracy, thank you for that. That is a wonderful reminder. I am a big fan of that idea, right? Don't talk about my best friend that way. I think you and I do a really good job of being encouraging and helping one another focus in that way. And I I don't know that I've ever done it intentionally. I don't know if you've ever done it intentionally. It may just be part of the dynamic of our relationship. But I think it would be really nice to build that component into the way that we message, the way that we talk to others, do business, you know, some of our motivational content that we put out. That reminder is so powerful. Thank you for bringing that into today's conversation. I am very delighted to have brought it in. And it's just as much of a reminder to myself as anybody else. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir right now and <laughs> talk, talking to myself because, you know, you can surround yourself. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at uh, I'm looking at this stack of mugs that Rain actually had. She was at TJ Maxx and had taken a picture of this these like mug tree. I'm sure you've seen them where they stack on top of each other and they sit inside this little wire cage. And they were so cute. And she'd taken a picture. And then I asked her later, I was like, well, did you buy those? And she was like, no, I put them back. And then we were on one of our Wednesdays and Mm -hmm. we went into TJ Maxx really quick. And I was like, I really hope those are still here because I'm going to buy them. I want them. And um, they were still there. And so now they're sitting on my desk and we decided we would at some point do some kind of giveaway or something, or there's four of them. So she could have one, I could have one and we could give two away. But right now they're still sitting here. And the words, they have positive messages on all of them. It says, be kind, mm-hmm. think positive, good vibes, and choose happy. It is so good to surround yourself with all of those visual reminders. But if you're not speaking it and declaring it, writing it down over yourself and over whatever you're doing, then you've missed a step. And so this morning, Rain and I each had our Ray Dunn mugs we were drinking out of uh, because it was pretty early when we got started. And so mine said, um, dream big. That's one of my favorite. And what did yours say? I can't remember now. So mine says squad, but it was given to me by my cousin who is a super happy, positive, glittery, pink person. And she gave it to me at a girls weekend that she has been intentional up until COVID. She's been intentional about doing this girls weekend. And she gave every one of us who is a part of that weekend, this mug. And so for me, it's a squad, but it's very evocative of that time that I spent with some women who I've gotten to know through her and who have been like really encouraging people to me in my world. So I love it just as much as a a mug that would say be kind or anything else because it does do that for me. That's awesome. I did not know that. And so I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you shared that story. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to say again, as the day after Thanksgiving, how thankful I am for you, Rain, and for this partnership, our friendship, and for the What If Project. So much fun. And I'm looking forward to what it will become in the future. Yes, I am too. All of those things that you just said, 
I'm excited every single day. I really am. And that's how I know that we are on the right track, which I think I've said before, just my enthusiasm and all of that stuff. So I'm very excited about, about what comes next. All right. Well, until we're back here again, I hope everybody will grab their bright, colorful Sharpies, our markers, our pens, and a, a nice, fun notebook or some paper and start writing down some goals or things that are important to you for the next few weeks, few months, few years. And we're going to be doing the same as we fly through the next few weeks and through the month of December. What we promise to do is be back here every week record a fresh podcast to let you guys know what we're up to and be able to have you join us on that journey Um, and you being part of the journey is so important to us and we're so excited about that we look forward to the day that we can start having our listeners and our friends who are killing it in the small business female entrepreneur space join us on the podcast and start sharing their stories as well Sounds good, Tracy. All right. Well, if, uh, oh, I did have one more thing. So <laughs> so in true Tracy nature, that's true Tracy nature right there. That's yes. not Tracy and Rain. That's just true Tracy. That's 100%. Yes, I love I it. What you, one more thing. What do you have, so, Tracy? I have another, like, like, can you guess what it is? Okay. Can you guess? Can you hear this? I can hear it. It sounds, I, I want to eat it. What is it? It is. It is edible. Yay. So a throwback to our childhood and and teen years. So this is a Laffy Taffy. (laughs) It's sour apple Laffy Taffy to be specific. And I did not realize until today, and I was actually putting a few little pieces of candy out that I was going to send with Rain's girls for their trip. And so I had some Laffy Taffy that I had bought. And so I was putting that aside for them. And did you know there's jokes on the wrapper of the Laffy Taffy? Yes, I think that's the whole like Laffy part of the taffy. I I never (laughs) knew that. Somehow I was today years old when I learned that. Like I didn't, I didn't know. I guess I was just so excited to open the Laffy Taffy and eat it that I never paid attention to the wrapper. Oh, isn't that what a gift of from today? I know. I but I mean now I'm kind of like man, I've really missed out on all these like cheesy jokes the last mm-hmm. you know forty <laughs> years or however how long. Um, so this this jokes for us. Okay. Well, I, there's two on here, so I'll just do both. Why was the gift late to the party? Mm, I don't know. It was all wrapped up. <laughs> I like it. I, I I was I was in the wrap part of the of the punchline, but I didn't get that far. And this one is is so perfect for the what if project and for us in our branding. <laughs> what type of bow loves water? A rainbow. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. I like it. All right. So on that <laughs> note. We just wish everybody happy, positive rainbows and unicorns and loveliness this week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. So that's a wrap. That's a wrap.